0: From Daylight, I'm Kazuki Akiba. I'm Brandon Beiser. And this is Sayonara Baseball. This is a podcast where you and I find unseen baseball gents by analyzing them alongside different trends, news, and motivation behind many moves around the league today. On today's
1: episode, we'll discuss what's happened in the National League, the Wild Card, Division Series, and preview, the NLCS. Welcome, everyone. It's time for part two of the postseason When we preview the national league, I'm Brandon Beiser. Kazuki Akiva is with here with me again from his undisclosed location, which he cannot tell me where he is, which is great. We're going to talk about the national league, our previous episode, which dropped today. Today is Friday, October 15th released earlier today. Thanks to Kazuki was the American league, which starts tonight in about maybe an hour with a big update that we did not publish in our episode. So I want to quickly mention that Lance McCullers is out. He is not pitching for Houston in the American League Championship Series. And guess who's in? Our boy, Jake Odorizzi, is back in the lineup to take over his position in the rotation. Big news. We'll see how that pans out. I don't think it adjusts any of our predictions that we had previously. But that's American League. We talked about that already. Game starts tonight. We previewed that. It's time for the National League. And the National League is that the end of the story is where we left off last year. And we'll start with the wild card because we we knew the wild card game with less dr- less drama than the American League. The St. Louis Cardinals who couldn't lose in September, and the Los Angeles Dodgers who couldn't lose period this entire year. They chased San Francisco all the way up to the last game, Francisco won the division. L.A. was in the card position. L.A. then hosted St. Louis at the beginning of October. Tight game. I, I consider that because you had the two best pitchers on both teams pitching, and that was Adam Wainwright and Max Scherzer. Both only allowed one earned run through five-ish, four to five innings, as we expect, And then the Dodgers bullpen just. It sounds like the law firm of all the lawyers who win. Joe Kelly, Bruce Brewster, Gratterall, Blake Trinan, Corey Knievel, and Kelly Jansen. You can't be that bullpen in a lot of terms. It reminds me of 1990s Yankees bullpens. So we go to the ninth inning. St. Louis is hanging in there doing great. I mean, let's be honest. St. Louis was never just. Hanging in this game. They were going through this. But in the ninth inning, a couple runners on, McFarland, and then Reyes pitching in the ninth, and former Mariner, all time utility player, the, the reincarnation of Arizona State University head coach Willie Bloomquist, aka Chris Taylor. It's a three run home run to close out game over. It's all it's off. We're done. We're done here. Uh, And the Cardinals basically lost this game, i say, on one stat. They left 11 players on base throughout the game. They went 0 for 11th runners in scoring position.
0: Seems to be like the key of the story is you got to knock in your runners when they're in scoring position. And I will say this because it comes up later when we talk about the Dodgers versus the Giants series. If the Dodgers
1: have runners on base if t- the Dodgers have, have kept the score low. They have a better shot at winning than most of their opponents. I think that's what really did it for this team. So that's where we are. It's a pretty quick game. I will say that Adam Wainwright is so good at baseball. We think about good batteries. We talk about the one that we have for our own softball team, how like if, it, if you have comfort level in that, you can do it forever and ever and ever. Yadier Molina... And Adam Wainwright, we been doing this for I think what almost fifteen years together now, three hundred starts plus starts together. They will go into the Hall of Fame, I hope, together. If not, they will, they will one will talk about the other. Adam
0: Wainwright is by the questionable, but yadi's in. Yeah, I mean, they've been doing this for the past fifteen years. That's a very long time in right. one yeah, team.
1: They are they are, the, they, are the, they are getting Ring inducted into the Ring of Honor for the St. Louis Cardinals forever. They're like, they are, they, are, they are two of the best players in franchise history, and yes, they're gone. I think they're both coming back next year so far. We know that. So I think that's what I'm looking forward to with with that team. But we're going to move on with what we have now. And it's time to go to the battle of teams that both called Milwaukee home at some point uh, in the divisional round. And that's the Braves and the Brewers. And the Brewers started off in a disadvantaged position because no Devin Williams, uh, don't punch walls, allegedly, Katie Nolan moment of the day, allegedly and reportedly punched a wall uh, and Brent Suter was injured. And as we talked about earlier in our earlier podcast throughout the season, Brent Suter had left the team and wins. Not a starter, but one of the most critical relievers on that team. And then this series basically panned out like, I don't have many notes. It was Corbin Burns, game one. Corbin Burns is, I'm going to go with probably the National League Cy Young winner. We're very close to it uh game two was max Fried pitching real well
0: there's nothing yeah. i have no notes Pitched quite well i mean he's been pitching pretty well since the second half of the season so no um you know I, it was kind of as expected to go as a max Fried start <laughs> we talked about
1: this last season when i uh first came on the podcast i think today's around my one year anniversary of the podcast it's pretty great uh the uh the Braves pitching, when they're good, they're great. I mean, they they hold they hold their own. They do great things. The bullpen will come in there and stave off what they can. And they, And that's what they did in that game, too. I mean, Max free pitched great. And then game three, uh, speaking of ex-Dodgers. Jocktober. Jocktober. It's October. October the, I can't do the pirate-sounding October one, but there's actually sure October. And like that for Pittsburgh. But it's Jocktober. And uh, Jocktober... Came to play in Atlanta, threw one home run, won the game off of Freddie Peralta. Ian Anderson pitched a great game, pitched great games last year. Milwaukee just five hits, Atlanta had eight hits, and done and done. And then we have Game Four. Game Four provided us just enough of the dramatics that we wanted for this series. Tight game, got more runs. Goes 4-4. Uh, we have both pitchers exiting before completing four innings of, of work. Get my Rowdy telez Bomb, bomb, bombs away. Rowdy Telez. And then we go to the eighth inning. Bomb the eighth inning. And Craig Council pitched exactly how he wanted to. I got Josh Hader in this game. I'm good. Brian Brian Stittger, I got I got you. I'm going one-up you. You may have a potential Cy Young candidate. I've got the MVP. His name is Freddie Freeman. And uh, Josh Hayer does not give up home runs. Well, Freddie Freeman hit a beautiful home run. And he, you could not wipe the smile off that man's face. Will Smith in, comes in close closes the game up 5-4 game over. And we've seen this before. They could win games and the Braves, with were, like the Brewers didn't play a lot of competitive games in their division, let's be honest, other than really the, the Cardinals and the Reds for some parts of the season. But the Braves were always about competitive games between the Mets, the Phillies, the Marlins. I mean, everyone just up and down uh, of the season. And that's what really, I think that competitive nature really showed out
0: there. And you mentioned, they're missing their perennial MVP in uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. Right.
1: This is out Ronald Acuna Jr. Jorge Soler is tested positive for COVID nineteen. He is out. I'm gonna have a serviceable lineup. Former Mariner Guillermo Heredia is my backup right fielder at this point. They win a game. They won this game. They're gonna go into and they have. I will say this, this is a year without Charlie Morton, oh it's with Charlie Morton, they didn't have Charlie Morton last year. So they have the one one extra lift they didn't have maybe last year. So you're, now you have that. And uh, that's Atlanta. The Milwaukee was disappointing. Score more runs. Christian Yellick, please we wish you the all the best in health and wellness. Score more runs. They didn't score enough runs. That's pretty much all I can say. Because they pitched, they pitched fantastic. They didn't score runs. So the David Williams thing was just, I think, like and Brett Suter not having it because they could have to tax their pitchers a little more, but they scored score enough runs to win games.
0: Yeah, I agree. And they never had the premier hitter this whole year. It was, you know, so most of the Giants, a lot of role players. Avisel Garcia, we
1: talked about Avisel Garcia. Avisel Garcia led this team for a long, long time. And then Nothing, not, not nothing, not a lot. Uh,
0: I mean, we had Voguey bombs throughout the year, no Voguey bombs. Um, and Willie Adamas kind of slumping in the series. Which is, I mean, I, hope Willie Adam, I think Willie Adamus can he potentially stay with the Brewers next year? I think he has a couple more years of control. Well, that's
1: fantastic for them. Because uh, I think if they play together, this, if this lineup were to turn over pretty well for the next season, they're in good shape gonna score runs. He did not score runs. That's a problem. Uh, but Atlanta's through, and like I said, it's a revenge series because you know who's coming out of the next series. The, this was a great series. Battle of Battle of California. Uh, La San Francisco. We call it the World Series. It's, we it's, call this it this was the World, World series. series. This was, in, a, in a weird way, this was the World Series. It was the best series we could have asked for at the wrong time. 213 total wins, the most ever for two teams in the playoffs. First time league history with two teams of 105 wins, plus wins, mean the playoffs. We go to game one. San Francisco wins in a shutout because of a young man named Logan Webb. And Logan Logan Webb will pitch again in game five. We're going to get that later. This young man is unhittable. To a very certain degree, this man is unhittable. He's like 21, 22. 24. 20, oh, 24, okay. Young man, comparatively to like the rest of like most elite pitchers. Other than like Walker Bueller in this in this in thing. He, he, it's fantastic. So he shuts him out. Posey, Bryant, Brandon, Crawford, Hill, runs. Game one's done. Seal the deal. Game game two, you, you run into a small problem. Uh, if you're a Giants fan, uh, his name is Julio, last name Arias. Uh, talk about a person nobody talks about, but co- I mean, I would vote for him. He he ha- almost have my vote for the Cy Young this year. Twenty game wins, twenty wins. They win nine two. Cody Bellinger has a good game, and we've we've ended game two. Game three, we're going to count. We're going to the Dodger Stadium. And another tight, tight game. And who wins this game? Uh, Gavin Lux does not win this game for the Dodgers. No one wins this game when it comes to like this really strange like moment of wind. Like the wind cutting everyone down. Gavin Lux thought he won the game. He had his hands raised in the air. It's Evan Longoria, the oldest man on these in this game, it felt like, won this game with a home run that a beat a crosswind that looked horrific.
0: That's all I can yeah, describe looked, that crosswind. That crosswind looked horrific. Yeah, it looked like a pop-up when he hit it, and then it was... They barely made it over the fence. Like, I, I know that when we talk with, doc, with Dr. Meredith, we we'll talk about, like, spin rate and, like,
1: ripping balls and how balls travel and home runs and what they look like inside. But she also mentioned Barton, I think his name was Dr. Barton Smith, about trajectories of home runs. Like, this felt like you needed, like, a like someone studying, like, air like aircraft lift and, like, crosswind lift. Because Gavin looks like they had a bomb gone out. No, dies. But Evelyn Gray somehow nestled his way through that crosswind into into the outfield and got it out. And I think that's what did it. And that's that's the end of the game. One-zero. Damn, game over. And then game four, we have the same problem again for the Dodge for the Giants. Uh, you'll run into a buzzsaw of the Dodgers or oh, gonna score a bunch of runs this game. Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, and Walker Bueller's pitching this game. Fantastic. Um they win. Two runs two, only two runs for the Giants again. They're done. And then game five. And please, MLB, the, the, the MLB prophecies, can we get this as a game seven in like any other year? Logan Webb, Julio Arias were supposed to start this game. And then Dave Roberts throws in, like, you know what? Hold hold my hold yourself here. I'm gonna go on and throw out a guy who I've taken on a on a whim from the Brewers, who was injured on my fantasy team a few years ago, and now for the entire season, that's Corey Knebel. I'm gonna start him because Knebel's a good guy and he's gonna lay out a good performance for Julio Arias. Well, he does, and then Gratterall comes in, and he does, and then we see the Julio Arias show. And other than big man Darren Ruff hitting a bomb. You go to Trinan, Jansen, and Scherzer, and it's, I have no notes. I have no notes. Because that's how you win a game. Except for one other problem is who was pitching for the Giants, which was Mr. Logan Webb, uh, who pitched a gem. Seven innings, seven Ks, four hits, one earned run allowed, and one walk. Uh, three of those four hits were by one player, Mookie Betts, who had four hits in this game. I think one of the first players ever to have four hits in a game, clinching game, a, a series clinching game. The only other hit was RBI delight like Seager Bullpen comes in. Doval Doval gave up the last run. Who's been lights out for a long time with that team? I mean, we 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 sing our praises for the Dodgers bullpen, but the the bullpen of the Giants, Rogers, McGee, and Dovall have been spectacular. Dovall got beat on one pitch, and that sealed it. And it was Corey Bellinger and Cody Bellinger who's been atrocious atrocious this year. And they win, Giants go, three, Giants were three for 25 in the entire series of runners in scoring position, which explains how they're scoring, like, like, like a lot of runs off the home run. They, a lot of their runs for this series were off home runs. Ruff, Crawford, Posey. And the first game was all home runs. This game's home runs. Other games,
0: home runs. Longoria, home and, runs. And the problem is they're all solo shots, not even like two run or three run home runs. And then the... Uh, uh, and I give Gabe Kapler
1: a lot of credit for how he reacted. The last play of this game was a check swing strikeout, and Gabe Kapler said we should never put ourselves in a position that you should lose the game by a check swing strikeout. That cuts it. Doesn't doesn't blame the umpire. Umpire's doing his job. We he help all complain about the umpire, but he goes like, you should never place a, your a player in a position where he has to make a pit make it where the the a, a check swing will end a game and end a series. And he's absolutely right. We have talked about this numerous times in, in in past, both off our off the air and on the air. You should never put a good team in a position where a where a, a simple occurrence will end the series. A double play would have been better. But you 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 put the player in a position where he could have won the game on a hit. But you know, got two strikes against him. And when you have two strikes against you and, eight, and you're and you're nervous and you're and you're tightened up on the bat, you're gonna go for it. And then you're like, nope. A, don't wanna put a player in that position. Gabe Cowboy said that exactly right. It's like, I do not want to I don't want to lose a series this way. But if I have to lose a series this way, that's what I have It's tough. It's never what I wanted to do. Uh, we talked about Mel Newman for the broadcaster for the Orioles. She tweeted out. Like this is the this is a tough way to lose. Like no one wants to lose this way. Exactly, no one wants to lose this way. I think that's the Giants go down in the most whimpering way possible, and that's sad. I have no idea what the teams will look like next year. Not a clue. Uh, Brandon Belt will be less will not be injured anymore. But that that's the Giants series. Any thoughts before we kind of go into like any the
0: the nuts and bolts of the series, but. I mean, it was the Battle of the Giants, right? Um, uh, no pun intended. I mean, we, this, we this, did this, have this
1: the Giants. Was, this was, I mean, we we look at this. I look at our notes here. We watched this game like it was a World Series. There were potentially three or four players that were award-winning players of the highest accord in this game. Julio Arias is the, I believe, the only twenty-win player and only twenty-win Pedro Baez was here. Yep. And I respect that man because, like me, he wears glasses when he pitches, among many other things. And he, going back to last season, he used to be someone who could kind of skip over in the lineup for a long time. No longer. No. He is an elite-level pitcher on a staff with elite-level pitching. Bueller and Scherzer being the two that immediately come to mind. And of Kershaw's healthy. I'm clean. We, who? Dude, who's that player? I don't see him on this roster of of great player, great pitchers that pitch this. That's amazing to think about. Yeah. Because out clean Kershaw, they have no Dustin May. Speaking of a guy who's never been here this season. So it's just a, it's just amazing to watch
0: this. I mean, let's talk about the Giants. I mean, the pitcher that got lit up was Anthony DeSclefani In one. Game. I mean. He had a pretty bad matchup against the Dodgers this whole season, so expected. But Alex Wood, though um, a former Dodger, he did pretty well in uh, Game Three. Personally, I mean, oh, I mean,
1: Alex Wood going back
0: into Dodger Stadium,
1: hostile environment, pitching a great game, and and again, that wind was atrocious. Listening to the broadcast on uh, from John Miller, Dwayne Kuiper, and Dave Fleming and company, it, they kept explaining it like. Elongoria Longoria backs out of the box. He goes back in, backs out of the box. And like the crowd was restless, sure. But he kept like he felt like I was in a dust bowl, he said. Like it was like a sandstorm. It was like I kept had to wipe my like wipe my face every time. Cause the literally took the out the 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 dirt right in front of him. It would blow it straight in his face every time he stepped up to bat. And then he would turn and get the dirt from the pitching mound straight out of his face, too. So he literally just was stuck. And that's horrible to play in that game. Like I said, that's exactly why Gavlicks got robbed by nature on that home run. Mookie Betts played outstanding baseball. Uh I mean, they're now let's talk about let's talk about this just in brass tacks. There is now a chance. Not a very I'm not sure how high one. That Mookie Betts will face off the Dodgers, the Red Sox will face the world could on the World Series. And we will have the, the game of the game after the World Series, the, the game after the trade after the World Series from the years before. Mookie Betts wins a World Series for the Red Sox, and then gets traded. Mostly he got traded because of David Price at the time. And now they could face each other. And can you imagine? Mookie bets going back into Fenway Park. I mean, we're not going to get there. We're, we'll, we're, we got to talk about Braves Dodgers in a moment. But now we have that possibility. I think that's what will blow up, what will get there. So, any more thoughts on this series other than the fact that we greatly, greatly admired it?
0: Um, two thoughts is one more Flores against Max Scherzer. Uh, that, that was a pretty bad oh, he matchup. He had a terrible matchup against him the entire season. 0 for eighteen against him and half of them strikeouts. Uh, oh. I don't think you should have used him against Scherzer at that point. It was two outs. Rough. Yep. R-U-G R-O-U-G-H rough. I have to clarify because of Mr. Darren Rough. Yeah, and I think one last thing we need to think about is um just like the Rays, Giants are similar, right? Like they're Oh the too many run too many, too much reliance on the home run in the series. Right. I mean, there are the Master Reclamation Projects and the Misfit Toys, Island of Misfit Toys, that somehow work out in the regular season. But seems like because, of the, like like you mentioned, the Reliance on Home Runs, Giants hit about 52% of their runs are, came from home runs. So it seems like the theory is, same was the Rays, like is Homer Relying really sustainable playoff success? I don't, we think don't it's, really I've know th- that. I
1: don't think you do in the playoffs. It's too much small ball, too much, too much choke up on the bat, too much uh, holding, holding yourself tight, hurt it too tight. Uh, but now, I mean, we'll talk off offseason, but a man who came over who got them this far is Chris Bryant. And Chris Bryant has been talked about for not being with this team, but he loves it there. I mean, he seems to have a lot of high praise. So we'll see what happens. Uh, mm-hmm. The Giants and the Brewers are gone. And we are left with a rematch of an incredible series from 2020, the Braves and the Dodgers. And coming kind up of after the break, it's time to preview the um, the National League Championship Series between the Atlanta Braves and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Welcome back, everyone. It's time for the preview or the review. Of the Atlanta Braves versus the Los Angeles Dodgers for the national championship series of 2021 and 2020, for that matter. This series is going to start on Saturday night in Atlanta. And I think that, I think that could actually be a problem. Who wants to, after what we just saw from Milwaukee going to Atlanta, who wants to play in Atlanta right now at Truist Park? The pitching for the, the Braves just has to be on point. Get them through that. Freddie Freeman. Got to play Freddie Freeman. Jorge Soler, if he gets healthy and is eligible coming back. But this is where your eye, this is where your 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 collection of players to replace Acuna is going to shine. They got to. Duvall. Definitely has to step up. I I, I single him out. Have Duvall as the player to really do anything. Austin Riley is going to probably play. Uh, but as I joked with you in a text message I sent you, if there's one player you're gonna replace um Solaire with, it's last year's one of last year's great signs throughout the Braves dodgers series Christian Pache. And I believe Christian Pache is gonna Christian Pache is gonna be in the series playing, so he'll be eligible to play. But this is like it's literally last year's roster, add Charlie Morton, subtract Ronald Acuna, add Adam Duvall.
0: Well, re, he was, Adam Duvall was part of the Braves last year, so it's going to be adding um, you know, Eddie Rosario and then Tober is now against right. you. So Adam Duvall, man, not I, I
1: think Adam Duvall, because I, I recall having such a large role, but hooray, here we go. But there's no Acuna. And Mookie Betts can still make those shoestring grabs. Granted, it will not be in Houston or, or actually Texas, sorry, in, in Arlington last year. But here we go. Uh, the Dodgers, um, My
0: own, I, I'll talk about the hitting in a second, but the pitching is Relentless. I mean, I will be slightly worried about the pitching. I mean, they're elite and talented, but they're missing a starting pitching. Like, you're going to have like a three-man rotation again with Scherzer, Arius, and Bueller. Like, who else will start that, for you? in seven games, that could be a problem. If Atlanta can extend
1: this series beyond like five, that's where it gets issue. Yeah, I see the issue coming in. Uh, but hitting-wise, we know this team is elite. Mookie Betts is on a very positive page. Trey Turner has been doing positively. And you like even the role quote I'm saying quote
0: unquote role players, A.J. Pollock, Chris Taylor, are adding to the dynamic. Not to mention the ancient, uh, ancient one, Albert Pujols, who could right, hit against at, lefties. Right. So uh is
1: Max Muncie been able to come back yet or not yet? No, he's still injured. So okay, and Justin Turner was not playing well and is slightly getting better in Game 5. But we'll see. I suspect these unknown, these lesser known or not as highly contributing players throughout the season are going to play a significant role. Um, First base is going to be kind of an open role for this team for a while. Unless they they snuck in Bellinger at first base, I thought was very clever of Dave Roberts because that allows you to have the outfield of Pollock and Betts
0: and Chris Taylor. You could run that as your outfield. I mean, the crazy part is they've been running Gavin Lux in center field this whole Gavin Lux like, is the, the second base. Yeah. And he's playing center field now. Who knows?
1: I mean, also, I will say that this series has two very strong catchers, Darno and Smith, to
0: to balance out these the scenario. Like they've they've been there before. I mean, especially Smith on the defensive side, the pitch frame, if you saw Game 5, a lot of balls that would cause strikes. Uh, If he could continue that, that would really help out the Dodgers pitching staff. The other notion
1: is how much the role of the ballparks are going to play into this. They're not very hitter-friendly ballparks, neither of them. Uh, So I think that could play in it. I think other than that, I hope we get as good a series as we saw last year grad series was under the uh this one still is under the the watchful eye of a, a of a pandemic but last year was a good series in a, in arlington and now we have the ex- full stadium and playing atlanta playing in los angeles we'll see uh i i i, I offer you then now the opportunity to predict the
0: world series to predict the a the nlcs to close us out I'm kind of thinking this will be a 2017 rematch uh, for the World Series. So I'm going to say Dodgers in six. And the reason why is I think they will have enough offense in that bullpen. Now Jansen, if you've seen Jansen's game for the past like two series, uh, he's been very lights out mixing in that, uh, you know, slider and that sinking fastball. And he's been unhittable. So now having to... uh, Revive Jansen with Trinan, Gratterall, uh, not to mention Corey Kniebel, uh, and then hopefully Ta- Tony Gonson's back. Like You'll have a formidable bullpen on top of uh, Matt Max, who's been carrying this team on his back with Beulah and Urias. I think the pitching will be strong. And hitting-wise, uh, as long as Mookie best continues to hit and Bellinger uh, continues to be clutch like this past game, then maybe you know Dodgers might make it and shut down the Braves' offense, and they should go deep into the World Series. I'm going for Dodgers sweep four and zero straight up. Wow, what four zero?
1: Four zero. I think that they are rocking and rolling, and I just have this. After what happened last year with the drama of that series, I think this is gonna be a. I think they are. They want to. They want to play wrecking ball and just go straight through. Get to the World Series. Face either the their worst enemies a certain way. And do this all over again. That's how I I I, I was thinking. I was gonna like, go Dodgers in six, Dodgers in seven, even, and I was like, wait, go the exact opposite. Dodgers sweep four,
0: 4-0. I got two close games, maybe one and two blowouts. Probably the Max Freed and the uh, Charlie Morning game. Right there, it is. I think they. I think Ian Anderson. Ian Anderson's on his on his game.
1: He can't really be hit. But if he's not, I have concerns. Max Freed, if he pitches like he did against the Brewers, more pitch like
0: he did against the Brewers, that's a shutdown game. Yeah, my major concern was the Braves is the bullpen, personally. I mean, and they still is better. not is not as in sync, I want to say almost as it was last year. Yeah. And I think that's where I, I can see them falling apart. Right, because they don't have Shane Green or uh, Mark Melanson. Mark the uh, shark. Yep, the shark. So like you have Will Smith, and then Matzik's been great this year. Matzik but, uh, was great last year too. Yep, but everyone else like AJ Minter, like a couple other arms that worked last year. Minter was great
1: last year, but he's been la- not as elite, not as great this year, and I I concerns. Like I said, I'm yeah. going for
0: I'm going for full sweep. But they have uh Yona now too the. Uh, Yon has a starting pitcher, so they have more deeper starting rotation. They don't have like Bryce Wilson starting a playoff game, so that could be to their benefit to equalize it, and they're more rested than the uh, Dodgers right now. By a day. Yeah. Just a day. Plus, they didn't have to travel. They didn't have to travel. They stayed in Atlanta. The Dodgers do have to travel, I will say. Yeah. All right,
1: so uh, we're we're approaching the witching hour, so to speak, as the ALCS is about to start airing. Uh, and we're we're done here. We're done with we're done with the previews of the NLCS. We did the ALCS yesterday, and next time you hear from us, and if you remember last year, it was like two in the morning when we record that episode for the after the championship series for the World Series. But we'll see you about a week when we
0: preview the twenty twenty one World Series. That's it for this episode of Serenar Baseball. This episode of Serenar Baseball is hosted and produced by me, Kazuki Akiba, and Brandon Biser. This episode was edited by Kazuki Akiba with additional research by Brandon Biser. Our theme song is by K. Margus. Serenar Baseball is a production of Daylight and Media Three Limited. We'll be back with another episode. If you like this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast as more people will know about this show. Go to daylightinteractive.com to see some exclusive updates and more about our upcoming shows. I'm Kazuki Akiba and I'm Brandon Biser and this has been Sounder Baseball